You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Flyers' preseason roster is nearly official, and a couple of surprising names didn't make the cut, including a young Morgan Frost. Have we seen enough from this team to inspire confidence that they can at least tread water until Kevin Hayes is able to return from his surgery? All that and more in this week's episode. Hi everyone, I'm your temporary host with the most, Mike Zawissa, and I'll be filling in for Joe tonight, so I gotta bring the truculence. I'm all about energy, hitting, fighting, all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you watched any of that Tampa game, I'm pretty sure that uh, that's exactly what our, our fearless leader would want. <laughs> but uh, I'm Matt Arenic, and if you told me that Noah Cates would be on the roster instead of Morgan Frost for, for opening night... I probably would have hitched a one-way ride on the Hackstall Express to Seattle. Wait, so one thing. I want to get this right right off the top. Is it Noah or Jackson that made the team? I think it's Jackson because I think he's the older brother. I can't remember. I think you're right. I think it is Jackson Cates because it was... I think Noah was like the more highly regarded of ours. I mean, they're both later round picks, but Mm -hmm. I, I probably just messed that up. I I think you're right. I think Noah Cates was, like, seen as good enough to be drafted. And Jackson Cates kind of, like, grew into being a good college player and, like, earned a contract from there. I think. Yeah. But anyway, uh, point still stands, Matt. Uh, I don't think anybody really would have expected him to to make the team over Morgan Frost. But, uh, yeah, pretty big news, though, for that not to happen. And we're going to get into that. We're going to get into Flyers Twitter's reaction uh, it was exactly what you'd expect, but uh, <laughs> before we get into that, Matt, do you want to take us through um, the ad we ad read this week? I do. So week four of football is in the books, and it's now time to review the tape and get ready for week five with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a one uh, a bet of $1 on any Week 5 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download this DraftKings Sports app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. And uh, New Jersey, Indiana, and PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Well done, Matt. Uh, but yeah, as I was saying, Frost was uh, practically begged to make this team. Um, 
and he didn't do it. So what are your thoughts, Matt? I think I kind of interrupted you in your, your cold open. So uh, why, don't, why don't you enlighten us a little bit more about your, your thoughts on Cates being the pick over Frosty? Uh, it, it is interesting. Right before I hopped on here, uh, took a two-minute break from studying. I looked at Twitter, and I saw Charlie make kind of a good point in that it's surprising that they pretty much – made it seem like regardless of how he played he would pretty much have a spot right like he mm-hmm. definitely didn't flat out earn it he he had some nice subtle plays he looked good on the power play when he's kind of in his element and he's not really being pressured um but he definitely didn't earn it but to the point is they didn't really prepare for that backup plan yeah. of him not playing yeah. Now, they could be comfortable with G or Lotz slotting in at 2 or 3C, and they know they think they know what they have in them. They don't feel like they need to do that. I think that was the most surprising part, not necessarily that he got sent down just because, like we said, he didn't really, he didn't really earn it. And I, people will kind of disregard the fact that he's been not playing hockey for so long, right? Yeah. So it was one game, like one period last year that he got hurt. Before that, it was because the AHL didn't have a postseason, right? So it was the COVID break. Yeah. That we're talking about not March of last year, but March of the year before. Like that is a that's like a Patrick esque break that everyone, myself included, was willing to give Nolan the time to kind of get there, mm-hmm. right? But it seems like, which I don't necessarily disagree with, they're going to give him time in the AHL. And I think. It's kind of that midway point um, of this season where I would maybe start to be worried if I was a Flyers fan that he's not kind of making it, pretty much busting down the door to be on this team. Yeah, uh, I think that's I think that's probably the way to look at it. I think if you're if you're seeing Morgan Frost get sent down today um, and you're angry. Um, I would be well. I would want to know who you're angry at. I mean, if you're if you're angry at the Flyers for doing it, I I don't really know what you want. Like, you can't just have a young kid make the team just to make the team. Like, they, that's they, what we did last year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, they really did. They took every step this year that they could to make sure that Morgan Frost didn't have to be like a talking point at camp. Camp, and then Kevin Hayes got you know surgery again, and you know, unfortunately, they had to readdress like how they were going to deal with his absence and Derek Broussard is going to make you know a slight difference I think I I like what I've seen from him in preseason but Morgan Frost was supposed to be it at least for like all you needed was the team to be comfortable enough with him playing like what 10-12 games in your middle six center and they didn't like what they saw from him and I don't necessarily disagree at least from an offensive standpoint I mean they gave him JVR and Farabee to play with and so I, I get that um I think I saw a lot of people like annoyed at the Hextall organization or like the Hextall regime because like they said oh what a bust of a pick I don't think that that's realistic I think that if you're a fan doing that like relax temper your expectations a bit a little bit like you're saying Matt he missed a year and a half of hockey that's I mean that's gonna mess anybody up so I think what we'll probably wind up seeing is Frost maybe play like a couple weeks in the AHL, um, get you know first line center minutes. G 
Jackson Cates won't need to be sent through waivers, I don't think. Um, so, you know, there's no real risk of losing him or anything like that. And when Hayes gets back, you know, maybe after a week, Frost comes up onto the team, and then when Hayes gets back, Cates can go down. Garrett Wilson can go down, which <laughs> I feel like I'm, I honestly don't even have... I don't have the interest I'll, in I don't in, know anything yeah, about it. He's, yeah, he's like... I'm pretty sure he's a career AHL guy. Like, I get it. They, they're just like, whatever, this dude's going to get sent down as soon as possible. But, um, wow, that's a loud-ass dog. Um, but, yeah, I agree, Matt. I think it's... It, like, he's defensively looked fine. He's bigger. You could definitely see that. He did get pushed around a couple times, but he was also physical himself. I think he had, like, three hits the one game. Um, yeah, I did. I did see him making a conscious effort to kind yeah. of be more physical, and that, like you said, speaks to the fact now. He, I think they said he's sitting around 190 pounds. Mm-hmm. So throughout the season, he'll be fluctuating between 180, and 190, which is more than fine at the NHL level, yeah. especially for his style of play. Um, but yeah, to your point, I mean, I had shoulder surgery, and it takes a little bit to, like, mentally kind of be in it, right? Like you yeah. kind of are hesitant to maybe go in a corner a certain way or expose that 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 one shoulder mm-hmm. it, it really just takes a couple a couple weeks of of contact before you almost forget that you have that bad shoulder so i think yeah. once he gets over that the hope is obviously that he can play his game he can be more assertive show that skill and say, similar to what Faraby did when he had his short stint um down in down in lehigh valley he kind of just produced enough to the point where they couldn't call him up and especially if worst case scenario that we're struggling a bit right the first five or six games mm-hmm. the flyers aren't playing well and they need a jolt like that's the most obvious pick like yeah. we're obviously like you said garrett wilson jackson cates even if we somehow lost either of them and on waivers no one gives a shit mm-hmm. so yeah and those those are two guys that I mean, it really does remind me of even, like, when Carson Torinsky and Connor Bonneman... I guess that was the same year, what you're saying, yeah. Those two guys played really well in camp and earned a spot out of camp, but the bigger picture was let's give Morgan Frost and Joel Farabee a couple weeks in, you know, the AHL. So I think we're going to see an identical scenario here um, with Frost again. But, um, yeah, I I don't think... I think... (laughs) The team's going to definitely be pushed to its depth. I don't think that it's as dire as people think right now. I think people think or people forget Kevin Hayes is actually on the team, and we don't just have Derek Broussard as our second line center, like moving forward. But and even and even losing Allison, right? Like it, yeah. it really. And this is exactly why. And I think Chuck is like everyone, myself included, to a certain extent. Kind of was like, oh, maybe he oversigned, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of like, didn't really need to bring back Thompson, who I personally don't really like all too much but now when you look at it especially with the broussard signing happening when it did so late in that right like we don't have broussard okay you probably say morgan frost is thrown in there but let's pretty much say he plays the way he played in preseason right you're not going to get really any production Mm -hmm. out of him unless it's on the second power play and then you're talking about pretty much running like frost as 2C, Lawton as 3C, which we know Lawton's better on the wing. Mm-hmm. And then Connor Bunneman at 4C with, like, <laughs> Jackson Cates and NAK. And yeah. we know we know from the past season that NAK, for whatever reason, 
if he doesn't have that veteran structure on mm-hmm. a line, he just no. I don't know what he does. He, he just can't carry the line by himself. Yeah, he, yeah. He just exactly. can't do that. So, I I agree, Matt. That's a great point. Actually, you like last year this exact scenario basically happened, right? Like we, or even two years ago when Nolan Patrick suddenly couldn't play. Thank God we had Kevin Hayes. It happened last year, but we didn't prepare. We lost Couturier, and we're without you know a true. <laughs> A true center who can fill a middle six role for, I mean the team did fine, but overall like, it, it yeah, takes that's a toll. not a plausible. No, that's not a plausible strategy. No. You're lucky that we won the games we did in terms of not necessarily luck in terms of how we played, but mm-hmm. it could have very easily, easily gone the other way. And yeah, I'd rather get the the injuries out of the way early in the season than kind of have this happen maybe. At, I don't know, the end of the season. So I, I agree. And, you know, just one last point on this. Like, worst case scenario, if we start the season with Derek Broussard at 2C, like, Derek Broussard's been around the league for a long time. I'm not saying he's a 2C right now at all, but he's a smart enough player and he's a veteran player who knows, though, what the role, what the, what the role and what the responsibilities are of, of a second-line centerman. Like, he might not... Um, he might not be able to produce as a second line center anymore, but depending on who his line mates are, he can at least fill in. I don't, I don't doubt. Yeah. That. As long I mean, as he could be a playmaker, if he has an Oscar Lindblom who kind of strong on the wall, retrieving pucks and he just is asked <laughs> to play a playmaker role for Joel Farabee. He, he can, he's very much capable of doing that to your point. Obviously, again, this is kind of the whole theme of this is like, we want to make sure we can just get through these game these games and he has been one player that has stood out to me in yeah. preseason which is yeah. a nice feeling to have uh going into it so yeah I, I think and the last point i'll make is to your point about prospect development we're talking about frost who was a mid-20 pick who put up back-to-back 100 plus point seasons in the ohl like yeah if you tell any team, hey, you're going to draft some guy in the 20s and he's going to put up 100-plus in the O back-to-back years, like, are you taking that? Every single time. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a matter of we, we've fallen into, I feel like, all Philly, all Philly sports. It's like top picks for the last five-plus years have all had major injury issues, and that's yeah. just bad luck. Major injury issues, weird development roadblocks all that stuff it's it is kind of perplexing i don't know ambien it's a big thing <laughs> oh god <laughs> we'll have to get into that next episode a little bit yeah more. i mean i i was gonna that's a that's a little bit of a longer discussion yeah uh anyway moving on tabling that until we have our fearless leader back actually um but yeah one last preseason game to go um Matt, what are you really looking forward to seeing in this, or what do you want to see? Me, specifically, I I am, I don't know, I can't, I don't get concerned about things during the preseason, only when, like, a specific player looks bad. Like, Morgan Frost continuously not doing anything, not showing up on the score column, or in the score column. That was, like, concerning to me. That was making me think, think like, mm, he might not be ready. But I don't get concerned about, like, overall team things because they're obviously this is not the group that you're going to see, and it's preseason. So, But uh, I 
do want to see like a little fight from the penalty kill in this last game. Like I, I know they're trying things out. They haven't really had the real unit together and everything. Um, but I mean, they're getting destroyed. Like <laughs> they're they're just getting clobbered. How many it. how many power plays were there? If there was like three. I think there was either three or four. Either way, I think Sam Carchi's tweet was like, but heading into the game, they were ten of seventeen. Mm-hmm. So let's say there was four penalties without even checking last game. You're pretty much at, what would that be, um, 12 of 21? Yeah. So literally call it 60%. Yeah. They're, uh, 63%. Like It hasn't been good, and it's not necessarily the goalies either, I don't think. Because that no, is one I, thing. Harden-Jones has been pretty I, good. I agree. I think, and that's, yeah, I think that was what I was looking at too. I think your point is... Not even just, I mean, obviously the PK is the biggest concern, but even, mm-hmm. like, the power play. I wasn't, yeah, they scored a power play goal. I didn't really feel like we moved it all that well. Um, so, to your point, special teams is definitely I want something I want to see some, not give up a goal in the penalty kill for sure, and better movement on the power play. To your point, Hart and Jones both played well. Mm-hmm. Even though Jones gave up like four in the first game, I think one of them was stoppable, and that was on a deflect deflection off a stick. I thought yeah. he played well last night, despite um, the actual score of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not even remotely close to a to a Jones believer. Like it's going to take me a while before I can trust him to do literally anything based on his statistics the last three seasons. So yeah, yeah. I, I agree. But, I mean, go yeah. ahead, sorry. No, the last thing I was going to mention, then you can kind of finish it up, was just no injuries. We've had enough already, and I do want us to see I, – I do want to see us score at least four even strength goals mm-hmm. in this final game. I know it's against the Bruins. They very well could have their full team, and it's a good defense. But we really haven't put together, like, a strong offensive performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, – that's to your point it's preseason full team's not in there but you would still like to see us take advantage of some, yeah. some lowly appoint opponents i agree i agree with that i think i think the team played two really good preseason games um against the one against the capitals where they what do they win that in overtime two one in over overtime or whatever i don't know maybe they lost yeah i can't remember some shit i don't know anyway i thought that that one was pretty good i thought that the bruins the one that they won against the bruins that was the ot game pro e scoring the ot winner i thought they did well in that they had like 30 plus shots swayman had a really good game um but i agree i want to see a little more scoring i think they have it in them um i think their offensive players at least look good uh, TK, I think, has a lot of life in him in the preseason, which is good to see. But, yeah, uh, play a smart game, don't get hurt, and tighten up the special teams units a little bit. But uh, beyond that... seat that, is getting hot for those... Uh, I agree. For those fucking... I, uh, oh, my God. Those assistant coaches, Jesus, man. If, if that penalty kill doesn't have a strong start to the season, power play, I think... I think that the power play is actually going to be pretty good. Watching Keith Yandel, at least. As long as they don't put Drew on the right wall again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. But, um, 
moving into next week. Uh, we'll do a full preview next week, but um, before we do that, you know, we can just talk about what you're feeling like heading into this year. I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't even say optimistic. I kind of have like no real expectations. Like I'm excited. I'm excited to see all the new players. It's really cool seeing Ryan Ellis on the team. Cam Atkinson has a lot of energy. Lynn Blom looks like he's healthy and ready to go. Provy looks great with Ryan Ellis. Um, so I think all that's going to be fun to watch. And I think the team has a legit chance to be a good playoff team this year and everything. But um, <laughs> they just have to make it through Kevin Hayes' injury and hopefully the special teams. I mean... I haven't seen anything in preseason to tell me that it's turned around. So maybe we're just putting the clown makeup on now. But uh, <laughs> uh, go ahead, Matt. What, oh what about God. you? Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's the main themes for me are really just can they can they tread water until Hazy and Allison get back? I think Allison's injury, unfortunately, is going to last a little longer than most people may think because of that high ankle sprain mm-hmm. though it really just comes down to to me uh, to your point i don't really have an expectation because of the number of changes that are made there's no saying and, and the fact that we're not going to really see that roster that chuck kind of envisioned until maybe a quarter of the way through the season and then you get the way another quarter of the season until they're kind of gaining chemistry with the whole mm-hmm. team so I'm really just more concerned about kind of who takes that next step in their development or in their production, really. Can Lindblom be um, the player, even if he's not, obviously, we expected that pace he was on to slow down at some point. Mm -hmm. But if he can be a a solid 35, 45% point contributor, that's going to be huge for this team, especially if a lot of that can be pushed up to the beginning of the year. Um and then it just comes down to, again, who, who Carter Hart has looked great in preseason. If he can look great and steal us, both of them can steal us some games early on in the season, I think that'll go a long way um, for our potential to make the playoffs because we're, the East is going to be a bear to mm-hmm. get in. There's so many good teams. There always is, but the Islanders look great. I mean, there really isn't a, a team in our division anymore that, you can kind of point to and be like, yeah, I can guarantee us more wins than losses against. So yeah, you got to bring it each night in this division for sure. Um, and to be honest, I think that at least from an energy standpoint, from a, from a fight standpoint, I think they will. That's one thing in preseason that I've been really encouraged by is that the team's not getting pushed around by anybody. Um, we've seen fights, we've seen really physical play. We've seen players sticking up for each other so those are all things that we're missing for the most part. And when you're playing key division games this year and when you're playing out west and you're playing teams and players they haven't seen, and when the train comes by... Damn. <laughs> the obligatory train coming by. Jeez. Uh, when you're seeing guys you haven't played against in years and you're like, oh, wait, I hate these guys. I got to, you know, drop the gloves here. Like, you better be ready for it, so... And so far, this team has shown that they are, at least in the preseason. So that'll that'll be cool to see. Um, but yeah, I think in a lot of ways, like, I mean, we've talked about this before. Last year kind of broke us a little bit. That was that was a 
just I don't think any Dark of us time. saw it coming. Or at least us three. I think there were a lot of fans that were like, you know, always sounding the alarm, like, oh, we don't have any defense, we don't have this. But they those are the fans that are always negative. So then it, it actually happened though. Um but you and I and Joe, I don't think we saw it coming and then um I don't know, I don't feel like that this year. Um if it does go sideways, I'm prepared for it. But Yeah. I, trust I think it's that a little bit the, the moves were yeah, made. A little more a little more plausible if it does go sideways than last year. I mean, to your point, I think a good analogy for that is, at least in my industry, it's for people who call for a stock market crash for the last like 10 plus years, and then it finally crashed because of COVID. And they're like, see, I told you I was right. It's like, oh, but you weren't for the past nine and a half years. Uh, that pretty much describes that contingent, like mm-hmm. you said. I mean, no one anticipated going into this year maybe people were saying hey they shouldn't bet on that many kids but the chances of every young player taking a step back at the same time it's just so improbable but it happened Mm -hmm. and that's why last year was so dark so i mean law of averages on our side i can't see that (laughs) happening again if it does then it's gonna be i I don't even know what's gonna happen like they might nuke the team (laughs) even even like from a just like i'm not even gonna talk statistically just from like an eye test standpoint it does seem like things have changed at least a little bit again you can't put much stock in preseason but like ivan pro rob doesn't look like he he, can't handle a puck yeah can't handle a puck and travis connecty doesn't look like he forgot how to shoot or forgot how to find areas in the offensive zone Coots, I mean, Coots looks great. G looks great. We didn't see him much, but we saw him enough. Um, Ryan Ellis, Flyers haven't had a defenseman like that in years. They certainly didn't have anybody like that last year. So, um, yeah, yeah, I like think- we're not going to see the the defensive lapses that we saw last year, and that's why we were at least in the very beginning willing to give Carter Hart some slack. It it was to the point where it's just like it wasn't even funny. It was just you, like, oh, like there's someone wide open. Yeah. 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 There's like someone wide open in the slot. It's like that maybe that maybe happens if you're lucky one time a game between both teams. It was happening four time four or five times a night only against us. Yeah. And repetitively and as a goalie, there's not there's nothing they can do. So without getting back into that, yeah, I, I think the biggest the biggest thing is there's definitely a change in culture. We saw that in preseason. They're gonna have to kind of battle adversity early on in the year it's kind of a good thing in my opinion they're playing the, at least the first couple teams they are in vancouver and and dave Haxtell's seattle kraken i honestly cannot wait to hear I always these. forget that oh can you i i just cannot wait for the night where they play them and they introduce dave Haxtell and it's a video <laughs> of the entire place just like someone's gonna be throwing like popcorn at them just guaranteed oh my god but yeah. uh but yeah god. Sorry, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, thank God Ron Hextall isn't the GM there. Oh, too. Geez, that would be... Imagine a reunion if they brought that back. That would. Be... I mean, it probably couldn't have gotten worse than what Ron Francis did with that team, honestly. Uh, yeah, that, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic that Seattle's... I mean, I guess before we play them, we can we can set that up. <laughs> but Yeah, uh... like the fact that the one player they took from one of the teams they put on waivers, like... Not sure how that made sense, but nevertheless, yeah, I, I think I don't even know who we play after those two teams, but the fact that Vancouver 
sign their two best players so late in preseason, as we saw with Toronto and and things of that nature, that doesn't usually bode well for mm-hmm. early performance for many teams. So I'm hoping playing kind of two newer I don't want to say newer newer teams. One newer team and a team that really hasn't had it all put together just yet um, will be a good way to start the season. So uh, I'm excited. I mean, that's that's the biggest difference, right? I mean, we were excited last year because we had so much success the year prior, but apprehensive because of how they mm-hmm. finished it. Versus this year, it's kind of a fresh start. So yeah, it definitely has that that um, that energy of of a something new. So. I'm looking forward to seeing what this, you know, this group of, like, it's kind of like a a group of familiar faces, like, players that we've had on the team for a long time, like, up-and-comers, castaway types, like Risto and Martin Jones and stuff like that. Yeah, Yandel. And then, you know, some of the most respected players in the league, like Ryan Ellis and Cam Atkinson. So, it's a cool group. Um and a lot of good friends apparently on the team too. So, uh, but I'm um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the game. I'll be going to the opener with JT. Oh, yeah. let's go! I know, let's I know. So, that's what uh, next Friday, right? Next Friday. Yep. The Flyers are one of the last teams to start their season. Yeah. Kind of weird. I feel like they're always one of the first two nights, but um, yeah, it's kind of nice for me because I I have to try to prevent myself from wanting to watch these games. <laughs> Yeah. Until I take my exam, so too much studying on your plate. Um, we'll uh, we'll make sure we'll make sure that you you get it done. But uh, anything else, Matt? Before we we wrap up, I think we've kind of covered everything, um, except for now, one yeah. major controversy this week. But yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, we'll get... touch that next week with Joe. Yeah, I I would love to hear Joe's thoughts on that. So we'll yeah. we'll leave the uh, the Robin Leonard Ambien drug pill pushing fiasco um to next week and yeah i i don't think there there's anything else i think to your point friday is friday the last preseason game yeah last preseason game then the team's off for a whole week which is kind of crazy yeah and it's almost kind of it's kind of like you said it's weird that we're starting so late but from the injury standpoint maybe a tad beneficial so Mm -hmm. yeah i think fans should just be kind of focused on what we get to see without putting too too much stock in it on on Friday, and then uh, gear up for for another year of being a Philadelphia sports fan. I that just made me <laughs> pretty disappointed to hear that. Uh, well, that's it for us uh, tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week for or with a big preview, uh, followed by a recap episode, I guess, the following week, and then um, something to be aware of. Uh, on the horizon we'll be shifting to sort of like a bi-monthly episode schedule where we release an episode within the first two weeks of the month kind of you know setting up the games that we're going to see um and then uh at the end of the month we'll do like a, a bigger recap or like a state of the team with joe um where we kind of talk on what we've been seeing what we don't like some overall trends maybe do some more analytics. Um, yeah, just something something to make sure that we don't get burned out and then also that we're still doing the best episodes that we can. So, But we'll give you a heads up when that happens. Uh, until then, we'll see you next week, Philly, and uh, let's go Flyers.